to Know Your Money, where we will explore our relationship with money and how the psychology of it impacts our financial decisions as everyone thinks about money differently. In our podcast, we'll be presenting a variety of financial topics in an easy to understand way, which we hope will assist you with managing your money. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Know Your Money. In today's episode, we are discussing beneficiaries and the importance of nomination. Craig Warren, how are you guys today? Very good, Bronwyn, and you on this bright and breezy morning. And Warren, how are you? I'm well, Craig. Thank you very much. Good. Awesome stuff, guys. Um, so mainly what we wanted to do is explain what a beneficiary nomination is and then just sort of talk about all the different um, wrappers or investments and things like that that need nominations and how that works. So pretty much what a beneficiary nomination is, is if you have a life policy or certain investments, you have to nominate someone if you pass away to get those funds. Okay. And the importance of making that the right beneficiary, well, it's really important to get that right because often you might make it your parents and then you get married and it's down the line and now you haven't changed or updated that beneficiary. Make sense? Yeah. So is it like a will? So as part of the will, I mean, so you will nominate who in your will who receives your assets. So yes, there are beneficiaries in your will, but there'll be beneficiaries of a life assurance policy, of an endowment policy, of a retirement policy, um, of your pension fund. So life-changing events such as getting married, maybe hopefully never, but get divorced, you lose any major things, you buy a house, uh, a somebody passes away, anything that's a major life-changing event, you need to relook at your beneficiaries and say, are all those products that I own, is my assets that I own, is it allocated to the correct people? So always you need to relook at your beneficiaries. A lot of people don't do that. As Bron says, you know, you initially you single and everything goes to your parents. They get married and you forget about changing your beneficiary. Or you can leave a relationship and you get an old spouse as part of that old relationship. And that's happened in wills quite a lot. We see that where the, if there's a divorce, the person doesn't change their will. And you've got to be very kept, very mindful of it. So beneficiary nominations are your wishes should you not be there and they should be accurately assessed on every life-changing event. Absolutely. And I think what you said, Warren, is also so important. Like someone might think, if I have a will, that's it. And that means it's, you know, that's my beneficiary nomination. That's done. exactly what I thought. I thought it was just like the will does it all. Yes. So this this is where it does get quite complicated. And hopefully we can do some episodes with that. But certain things do form part of your estate and certain things have specific beneficiaries on it. So when it comes to life policies, you nominate a specific beneficiary. And this is why it's so important to have life policies with a will, because all of your other assets, so like your properties or your bank accounts, will get frozen when you get when you, you pass away. That might leave no money available. So you have a life policy so that money can pay out and help you while the estate is getting wound up. Does that make sense? So Warren, you can also have a life policy payable to your estate. In other words, part of the will. So you could say, I've got a life policy and I want that divided up specifically for these purposes. So I'm going to let my will handle that. So I'll make the beneficiary the estate 
and then my will will deal with that as long as you have a valid will in place the will will deal with how that policy gets allocated the better way of doing it is to as Brian says to make sure that the nomination of beneficiary from the will from your life policy goes directly to the people that you want it to go to so um, so if I was to start a life policy um, would it be uh part of the process naming a beneficiary straight away absolutely so now if you did do what craig said and you left it to your estate yeah what happens then is then you have to pay executor fees on that because now the executor has to manage and wind up that and secondly if you don't leave it to a spouse then there's going to be a state duty on it so this is also a big thing and there's been a I don't know how many people that I've gone to, but your life policies do form part of your estate um, for executor and not for estate duty. So if you leave it to your wife, that's fine. But if you leave it to your estate or not your estate, just another beneficiary, it does still form part of it. So I think, Warren, what the, the point here is it's, it's not as simple as it sounds, you know, nominate beneficiary. It's part of the whole estate planning exercise. You look at the will, what what policies you have, you have a pension fund, you have a retirement annuity, do you have endowments, do you have money in the bank, do you have overseas assets? So a good financial plan will help you put those assets together and make sure that it gets allocated the way you want it to be allocated to the beneficiaries you want it to go to. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know anything of that. Um. And then also I think what we wanted to try and say in this episode is the different sort of products that you can have and those beneficiary nominations. So basically when it comes to life insurance, generally people leave things to their spouse which as the beneficiary, which is great because then um, you won't pay executive fees or estate duty on that awesome. if you're married. Okay, so what are estate duties and executive fees? Okay, so we will definitely do an episode on this, but basically if your estate is over, as it currently stands, three and a half million rand, anything over that you pay 20% or 25% estate duty. Tax. Tax. Government tax. Ah, great, great, great. Yeah, even when you die, they get you. Yes. Yes. So if you leave things to your spouse, you delay the paying of the taxes, but we'll talk about that okay, in another episode. Okay, yeah, we'll go episode. into more detail, yeah, yeah. And then executor fees, anything that the executor of your estate needs to handle, they get to charge a fee on that. So the people who are winding up your will, the people no, who handle yeah, your my, will. So my dad has they, done that before for yeah. uh, my grandparents. Yes. And they charge yeah. 3.5% plus yeah, fat. I don't yeah. think he took anything for it, but yeah. 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 But, but now a, you have to go get someone that can do it. You can't just randomly do it for people. You could have he do to. it because he's an accountant, though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, Probably, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you're qualified, you can do it. So, yes, so basically there's all of those fees. So if you leave your policy to your estate, then you're adding, you know, it's eating away at that. So when you nominate a beneficiary, it's a little bit better. So life policies, beneficiary nomination is very important. Then also buy and sell agreements, that is very important, but we'll definitely get into that a little bit more in another episode. Um, Endowments, you can nominate a beneficiary. And we would recommend that you do do that. Some tax-free investments, you can nominate beneficiaries, not all of them. So if there isn't an option to nominate a beneficiary, what that basically means is it just forms part of your estate. And whatever your will says, that's how that asset will be allocated. Okay, yeah. Makes sense? But pensions are different. So pension funds, retirement annuities... 
preservation funds are different. So you nominate a beneficiary on the forms, but the trustees of those funds can override that beneficiary. So it, it protects uh, people in the future. So you can have a situation where there's oh, been a very um, difficult marriage that broke up and the one spouse has got a new partner and they decide all the, all the money goes to the new partner. And on their pension fund or their retirement annuity, they pass away. The trustees will say, no, hold on. The new partner has just come into their lives. The other spouse, they were married for a set period of time, their children from the marriage. So those children are going to take precedent with this, the spouse. A safeguarding, basically. So completely yeah. safeguarding people doing silly things with pension money. So the pension business and the retirement annuity and the preservation funds are dealt with by the trustee. So as long as your um, wishes and your beneficiaries are um, what should happen, there will be no problem. But if you, there's a funny thing that happens, the trustees can override it. Who are trustees, sorry? So every company has a board of trustees. So if it's Alan Gray or Liberty Life, or they've got a separate independent board of trustees, a person passes away, they make sure that there's the people that should get the proceeds of the pension do get the proceeds of the pension. Okay, that's good, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a good safeguard. Yeah. It's frustrating for some people because they say, I'll give it to who I like. But also, what about the dependents that have been dependent on you for all the years? Uh, and I suppose there's that thing as well. As, uh, you know, some people will try when someone's maybe towards the end, uh, not sane in mind and everything to get Correct. them to, to give them everything. Correct. Uh, yeah, and Correct. it negates that. And also, I think this is a good point for certain people. If you know that your spouse has got um, something or your partner has got something and now you have a child and he nominated his parents, like you must go forward. You must say, OK, but I'm here and I do do have a child with this man to help yourself. So if you ever in that situation, it's good for you to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not you specifically. I don't think. But yeah, I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying people. Yeah. 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 Um, and then also just a, another important thing is just nominating a minor. So when you nominate a minor, if the minor has no legal guardians, the proceeds will be paid into the state-run guardians fund where they'll be administrated on their behalf until the minor reaches 18 years old. So it can be quite difficult and you, you might nominate a guardian, but what happens if that guardian's in the car with you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you really must be mindful of those things. And it is probably better to create a testamentary trust if there are minor children. But we'll talk about that in our wills episode. And then just on the last note with the a living annuity, you can nominate a beneficiary. So I think that's... That's correct. So if when you're receiving your money every month from your proceeds of your retirement annuity, now you, you have a living annuity that pays out, you can nominate any beneficiary on that product. Awesome. Lots of stuff, guys. Absolutely. So <laughs> well, I think the main... So I think the important thing here is that beneficiary nominations are not as simple as they sound, but you need a good financial planner to help you go through that process. I Absolutely. would certainly agree because I am yeah, dumbfounded, looking forward to hearing more <laughs> about all of these options. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think the main take-homes is to nominate the right person, understand that all the different ones have different forms, and then review that every year, if possible, or earlier. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Warren. Great. Thanks, Craig. Warren, Brian, thank you. Thanks, guys. My head's sore now. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, would like to subscribe. 
please visit our website www.growthfp.co.za. The information we have provided in this podcast is our personal opinion. For more detailed information, please discuss your financial situation with a financial planner.